Hi everyone, hi everyone, welcome, welcome. Hi, I'm Kenneth Chu, also a mother industrialist perfecting the balance between motherhood and business success and welcome to episode 34 of Mother Industrialist Live Show. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to build a legacy using leadership, innovation as a mom. So today I have this really great guest and um, she really make time for come onto the show because over at the end it's really really very early uh, at, at where she's, she is now and I'm really really blessed that I could get her onto the show and she's a really I would say someone that helped that started this whole journey of me being an author and uh, she herself she's the author of the upcoming book Thrive and Be Somebody she's an entrepreneur and also a mompreneur she's a speaker and a coach and without further ado, let us welcome Josevi. Hi, Josevi. Welcome. Hi, Kenneth. Thank you. Thanks for making time. I know that's really early. I know you really look sleepy, but you really look awake, fresh, and also um, ready with your makeup. So uh, before we start, there's a tradition that every guest gets to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So are you ready with the question, uh, to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest? Are you yes. ready? Okay, so the question of the day by the previous guest is What are you doing for yourself with two hours this week? So I repeat again What are you going to do for yourself with two hours this coming week? So give some time to think about it while I go onto Facebook to see if we are live successfully and if our audio are good. Is that good for oh. you? And I'll come back to you. Awesome. Okay, let me just check. I see that we are live. Okay, I can hear myself. Loud. Okay, I can hear you good, loud and clear. So I see someone coming in. Hi, hi, Renee. Hi, Coach Renee. Hi, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Thanks for making time. Yeah. So, Josevi, are you ready with your answer I'm to ready. the question of the day? Good. So, uh, share with us. So actually, it's going to be more than two hours. I am flying to Hawaii this week, and I will be spending time on the beach. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is like paradise and really illuminating for you. Well, do you do that often? I would love to do it more often. <laughs> so I how don't long do it often enough. How long will I you be? I used to live in Hawaii, so oh. um, it's one of my favorite places on the planet. Yeah, I will be yeah. there for one week. Uh, I'm going for a wedding, and I'm also oh. going to set up a retreat while I'm there. So wow. I'll give so you details about the retreat later. Wow, cool, cool. So now we can officially kickstart with the show. So, Josevi, before we uh, start, maybe you can do a short introduction about yourself and what were you doing prior to what you are doing. And um, maybe uh, what were you currently what are you currently doing and where are you from and maybe a bit of background about yourself okay so i'm originally from a midwestern town in illinois rockford illinois in the u.s and i have lived in arizona for 33 years minus the time that i lived in hawaii i lived on maui for two and a half years i started my journey as an entrepreneur at age 20. wow so by the time i was age 20 i already had four children Wow. And so my dream of going to college just seemed like they were just flying away. Um, prior to that, I was a straight A student. I was 
pretty smart kid, but mm. obviously not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so I started my first business at age 20. It was an independent insurance agency. Mm. How I did that was I went and bought a desk. From, it was a used desk from the Goodwill. And I put all my kids on a blanket and I had clients. I, my first check was $50. And I used that first check to buy an answering machine and a pager. I don't know wow. if you even you know what a pager is. Yeah, I, I know that. I know that. <laughs> In my time, there's that, still pager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm giving away my age. Yeah, it's and okay. So I, started, I started my first business with just my kids on a blanket. And um, we bought a car, a station wagon. We put them in the back with their car seats. And I drive from dealerships wow. selling insurance. Wow. So I've grown over that. I've started multiple businesses. Um, as a serial entrepreneur, you do very good on some businesses and some businesses you fail. And I call that learning. Hmm. And so I learned a lot. <laughs> wow. Wow. So what I'm currently doing is I just started, I just launched a new coaching program. Hmm. It's a one eight three three four year coach. It's a coaching hotline where I've hmm. put together an international group of experts to offer coaching to people at a very low cost because people need coaching. We yep. all need that little extra help. I'm also, as you mentioned before, mm. the author of the upcoming book, Thrive and Be Somebody, 11 yeah. Steps to Maneuver Life's Obstacles with mm. Confidence. Wow. So I've got a lot on my plate. I'm also a real estate agent. I don't know if you can see my real estate sign back there. Okay. <laughs> so I own several businesses. I do a lot. Wow. So what, what, what keeps you so busy all the time? It, it, like, like doing business to you? Because a lot of uh, mompreneurs up there, they, uh, once they have one business, they already they, they can't handle other stuff. So what is, why, why is it? Is it? Because it seems that you're enjoying having like a lot of businesses doing, like you just did a new startup and you are doing real estate and stuff like that. So why, why is that um, that you're enjoying this? I think it's just, it gets in your blood. I, wow. You know, you, you ask other entrepreneurs and once you become an entrepreneur, it's just, it's who you become. It's who you, just you keep are. Yourself, you just keep, keep making yourself busy, right? Yes. It, it's, you know, especially, so I'm a mother of six children. Wow. And I am a grandmother of four grandsons. Wow. Which is so, something that I, I couldn't, couldn't imagine because the first time I met you, I, I thought that you're just a mother because your complexion, your, your, you're very, you're very happy and, and always <laughs> full of smile and laughter. And I couldn't imagine that you're, you're a grandma or granny, call it, but you're kind of like too young for being a granny, right? <laughs> Not. Yeah, so, so which is amazing. So. Yeah, because you, you, start, you started having your kids when you're in 20, right? Yeah, and it's, it comes a long way together with your journey. And does it... I realized that like a, a lot of mompreneurs I connected with, they tend to have more children, like um, and they handle their business really easy. I would say, because to to them they always share with me that the business is like another baby, and yeah. if if you can handle four babies, and one business, you can handle a lot of stuff. Is is that so for you? That is correct. So that is correct. does does the number of children that you have uh, uh determines how many businesses you have? Oh my goodness, I've had a lot. Uh, <laughs> so you have a, a lot of children and adopted some, I guess. And a lot of businesses. <laughs> so that also brings us to 
to our topic of the day, which is how to build a legacy using leadership and innovation as a mom. Because like like you have you have shared with us that you're grandma, you have four grand grandchildren, and it's like you are building your businesses like a legacy, passing down to them. And I, I'm just curious that like why how does uh leadership and innovation comes in in this place? So so first let's let's talk about legacy for just a second. Um, mm. At the end of the day, you, when you hit a certain age, you start to realize that all the money in the world is not going to extend your life. Mm. So you start to realize that health is important. It's super important. And you, you know, you've heard the saying over the hill, you know, mm. people, you hit 50, you start to go. <laughs> <over the hill. laughs> well, it's not anything to be fearful of. It's actually, um, something that people should be proud of because you mm. know we made it this far yep. um and and i'm still i still have plenty of energy and so one of the things that you start to recognize though is you want to leave a mark you want mm. to leave an impact because if something happens to me who's going to take care of my children yep. and so it's all it is legacy is just an extension of you wanting to continue to take care of your children your grandchildren even mm. other children all over the world you want them to have some of that information that you've learned I want my children my grandchildren other people's children to benefit from all of the things that I've learned remember I, I talked earlier about mm. you learn from your failures right yeah well it's a whole lot better if you can just learn from somebody else's failures mm. rather than learning from your own failures I know that can't happen all the time, mm. but it's the smarter way to learn, right? It's the reason why we come up with fables and, and examples. And, <laughs> you know, we tell kids stories with, you know, you, you don't do this cause this mm. will happen. You know? yeah. It's because we want them to learn from other people's examples. And so that's what me leaving a legacy is all about. Mm. It's about taking everything that I've learned cause I've learned quite a bit over the years and just spreading that information out so that it can help other people. And as a mom, most moms want to do that. Yep. I mean, every mom wants to make sure that their children and, and if they end up having grandchildren, that they are taken care of so that that mm. knowledge that we've gained over the years, we can still make sure that our kids have it. And, and is that the reason why you are writing your book, that, that you have an upcoming book, which is also yeah. the legacy? Yes, it is. And I actually wrote that in my uh, acknowledgments. It mm. is it's a huge reason why I wrote the book. Yep. Mm. So how, how does that, um, the book that, you, maybe you can talk a bit about your upcoming book and why is that a legacy? Because um, the book has a lot of um, purpose, uh, there's different message. And how does it translate to a legacy for maybe your children or the, 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 our children's children's future, stuff like that? So one of the things that I think is missing in a lot of, um, I, you know, I read a lot, obviously most authors do. Mm. Um, and so you find, I see people always talk about overcoming obstacles, mm. overcoming this, you know, in getting past it, you know, surviving it. It's really more about anticipating the obstacles and learning mm how to maneuver. Life is like an obstacle course. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, every day is just going to be a wonderful, great, sunshiny day, <laughs> then you're delusioned, right? <laughs> yes. you're, you're not, that's not reality. So the reality of it is, is every day you wake up, 
you have to be able to anticipate what the obstacle is going to be. Yeah. And sometimes we create our own obstacles. And so my book actually addresses a part of that too. Mm. Sometimes we find that we're frustrated um, because we, we come up to an obstacle right when we think we're having success and we view that obstacle as a wall. Mm. And so, and it may be a wall, but okay, climb over it, go around it, dig under it. I mean, if you anticipate that you're gonna have these things come up in life, it's like a person who trains for an obstacle course. Yeah. They know that at some somewhere down the line, they may have to jump. Yep. They know they may have to crawl under something. They mm. know that they may have to swing on a rope. They may have to uh, go through a tunnel. Uh, they may have to swim mm. in the mud. I mean, but at the end, the person who gets through all of the obstacles wins the obstacle course. Yeah. And so that's really what the book is, is about. Um, there's a lot of different nuances. I talk about using all of your brain. There's a chapter mm -hmm. called Don't Be a Halfwit because oh. when people come up with, so you come up, you come up to a problem and you start trying to figure it out logically. Well, that's only half of our brain. The other mm -hmm. half of our brain is the creative side of our brain. So when we're not combining and using both of those elements, and we're just using one side of our brain, we're just being a halfway. Mm. I mean, you're not being smart. And so I talk about how to do that in the book. I talk about how to implement um, a way for you to start using both sides of your brain so that when you come across obstacles, it's easy for you to be able to maneuver through them, just like as if you were practicing for an obstacle course. Mm. Yeah, in fact, I, I, <laughs> correct. In fact, in fact, I could... Uh, totally resonate with that because uh, for us in Singapore, all the men has to go through national service where we go to either army, uh, navy, or even air force. Like for me, I'm from, uh, I'm from army, and I'm with the the commandos, which is the the one wearing the red berry and the one that when anything happens, we will be the one charging first, going in first, infantry into the enemy. So I I totally get you because of the um obstacle cost, and what we do. Uh, every time is to train for it. We are very really, really focused on each and individual obstacles, like the low wall, like the rope, and stuff like that. We focus, and what a lot of people does, like in in other places, is they they want to complete the whole course, but they forgotten that every obstacle has its own challenges. You have to tackle it differently. And what make us, I would say, elite is because we focus on overcoming each an individual obstacle like what is the technique to really overcome the low wall you need to you need to have the support you need to have your hand you need to jump high and stuff like that you need to have everything before you can move to the next obstacle but a lot of people um they fail in the obstacle course because they try to complete the whole thing rather than just focusing on one by one which is which something that you talk about that they are not prepared that when you're not prepared you are just in for something that there's no return and stuff like that. That's why a lot of people fail and they couldn't come up. And and it's it's very important, like like you shared, building a legacy, especially as, as a mother. Like a lot of mother want to, but for you, it is kind of like a different angle. Like you're using a book to use yeah. as a legacy to pass down. Why is that so? Why am I using the book? Yep. So I. As a matter of fact, I think I met you um, when I was in my travels all over the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> About yeah, a year and a half ago. Correct. Um, I travel all over the world. And um, I can just tell you one story uh, really quickly. Mm. I'll tell you one story. I was in Bangalore, India. 
And um, we were doing, um, I was doing a seminar and I was, do, I was working as a consultant for a seminar for my publishing company. And one, there was a group of people that just surrounded me and they just had tons and tons of questions. And one lady, she came up to me and she said, I want, so I don't know if you know, but in India, mm. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure if you've seen any uh, of the Bollywood movies, mm. um, you, they sing and they dance during mm, yep. festivals and weddings. Well, they actually do that in real life for weddings. Mm. So they literally choreograph uh, routines and songs, dances, the whole nine yards for weddings. Mm. So if you go to an Indian wedding, you'll see something that looks like a Bollywood movie. Wow. So, yeah. So this lady asks me, she's in the group and she says, you know, I really want to be a wedding choreographer what do I do? And I said, well, you know, have you done it before? Have you had any training? Do you know how to do it? And she answered yes to all of those. So I just looked at her and I said, okay, so go do it. Write out a business card, put your name on there and put that your title is wedding choreographer. And when someone asks you what you do, tell them that that's who you are and that's what you do and start handing out your cards, start posting flyers, start uh, doing social media advertisements, just start doing it just be a wedding choreographer hmm. and and the look like literally <laughs> the look in her eyes was like a light came on, like somebody yeah. just said click <laughs> and and the interesting thing about that was it didn't just happen to her it ha I, as i looked up from her when i noticed that hmm. i looked and every single person in the group you could see their eyes just go click like people <laughs> sometimes feel like they need permission to mm. do the things that they really want to do. And it just, it left a mark on me. I thought, wow, they didn't even know that they could just do whatever they want. Mm. I just assume because I do whatever I want that everybody <laughs> knows that they can do whatever they want, but they don't. And then I started, you know, I came back home and I, you know, I realized that even some of my own children that I've raised, mm. I'm their mom right? Yep. I, I saw, you know, in my conversations, I just started noticing that people in my family, people that I work with, people that I'm surrounded by, I just started noticing there was a trend that people don't realize they have permission to do and to be mm. whoever they want to be and do whatever they want to do. And so that was a part of that, that me wanting to leave that legacy mm. because, you know, we all get beat down by life. Yes. You just have to get back up and just do what you want to do and be who you want to be. You only get just this one time to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. And if it's something good, if it's something that can be great and you can leave an impact on the world, then I think that there's an obligation for us to do those things. Wow. You, do, you, do you know that when you are saying that part, I, I'm having goosebumps. Reason being because... You brought me back to one and a half years back, and um, and you you did that, and I I can understand what was that thing that lit up in in their eyes. Mm -hmm. It was hope. Yeah. It was really hope, and also the belief that someone is believing in them, yeah. than they believing in themselves. Like one and a half years ago, I still remember I that, that initially I wanted to write a book about myself, but you 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 told me and say no, Kenneth. Nobody is interested in your story and stuff like that. Not now. So let, let's work, work it backwards and see how we can connect. 
and uh, say, oh, may maybe we could do like mompreneurs because I work with them and stuff like that. I start to share with you about my background was with motherhood nine years ago and stuff. They say, hey, why not you interview the mompreneurs that you work with? They are your friends. You interview them, feature them into the book. I was like, it's like the the, the it's like the light is like like you you mentioned just now, like a switch to me. Hey, it makes sense. And you know what? Immediately after that boot camp, I went back. I messaged all my mompreneurs. Immediately, twelve of them agreed to be interviewed and featured, and this twelve grew even bigger because mothers love to share. They start sharing. So, so what you mentioned is is I start believing in myself that I could do that, and also with all the guidance and um coaching and stuff like that, that it shows it's 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 possible because I'm not the only one that believe in that. There are people who has been there, done that, and you know what? After one and a half years, I couldn't imagine because I I've known that there are there are authors that there are some of my friends that attended the book camp. They wanted to write a book, but until now they have not. And I'm so glad that my book is out and it's freshly. <laughs> yeah, all thanks to you, Josephi. If not for that tinkle, for that that impact, I would say the hope, uh, to guide me to really come out with my book. And yes, and signing the book is something that is, I I I, I cannot imagine. Like the impact, that, like what you say is the legacy. Because if even today, um, let's say anything happens, at least I have a book. I'm passing out, I'm sharing this message out to the world that um, there's always a better way for mothers to spend more time with their children and also to balance work and life and parenting, motherhood and stuff like that. There's always a choice. That's a message because I work with mompreneurs. I see how uh, what kind of lifestyle they're having and also looking at the working moms. So like for you, you are a very good inspiration, deep inspiration, not just a mompreneur, you are a grandmompreneur, which is very inspiring like over the years and stuff. And now you are, you have set up your own coaching business and also um, helping even more people by, by able to afford, able to get coaching and mentoring um, in, how should I put it, in the, in the affordable way. So that everybody can get access to that, which is a very big, I would say the purpose is really, really big. And I'm glad I'm, I'm a part of it. <laughs> and thanks for, thanks for inviting. And, and that, that also brings us to, I, I understand that leadership is important uh, to yeah. build a legacy. Why is innovation? Maybe you can share with us. Yes. So innovation is really, remember earlier, I talked about using that creative side of your brain. Mm. So without innovation, without coming up with new ideas, without, I mean, think about the world that we live in today. Technology mm. is growing so fast. Yep. You can keep up with it. That's all a sign of innovation. It's people coming up with ideas and then implementing those ideas, putting them to action so that we can all benefit. I mean, think if Thomas Edison hadn't <laughs> continued to innovate, to continue to come up with new ways, we would not be sitting here in the lights right now, right? Mm. So we wouldn't even have this probably this laptop or telephone, cell phones. I mean, think about everything that has been created that is used to our benefit. Yes. And so that all comes from innovation. And in business, if you are not innovating, then you are not growing. Yep. You have to be able to continue to keep up coming up with new ideas. You have to stay fresh. You have to allow the brain to just be able to be free. And so instead of stress, the opposite of that to me is, is to innovate. 
Mm. You know, you, 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 the solution may not already exist for every problem. You may have to create the solution. So if you start getting in the habit of innovating and allowing yourself to come up with new ideas, come up with ways that you've never thought about, surround yourself with people who can help you to grow and think of new ways. When you surround yourself with people um, and, and everyone is thinking on the same, it's called synergy, right? Yeah. You start bouncing off ideas, things that you have never even thought about. Yeah. Um, you will start to think about like ideas that have never approached you. You'll hear somebody else say something and all of a sudden it will trigger something in your own mind. That's innovation. Mm -hmm. And so it's super important. I was just um, with a group of people and I just watched that. They, they were in a mastermind group and they all got together. And the mm -hmm. first day they just kind of sat there like this. And then as the day started to progress, you can start to see them start to innovate and they start mm -hmm. coming up with ideas they can take back to their own businesses. If you don't do that, your business is not going to grow. So you have to be able to innovate. Mm. You have to be able to think outside the box, beyond the box, get rid of the box, right? You, yeah. you have to think of all these ways. And the only way you're going to do that is through innovation. Wow. And, and, and you, you have touched a very good part on innovation. Like, um, because for me, in fact, I have a family business. We used to be in photography. We, we used to have like what we call photoshops that develop negative film and all that. And um, all of us know that Kodak, because they are not able to, um, like digital photography just came in and just got them out of, of the game. But this company, which is a competitor, which is Fujifilm, I do not know whether you, you know that what did they do did after that. So in fact, because of innovation, they discover that they, um, the, the chemicals that they use in the film, to, to, uh, in the photos to make them long-lasting, it can be used for cosmetic and even pharmaceutical. Which, uh, and, and, and that amazes me. And now um, the, the cosmetic brand, that I, um, the brand itself is called Astic Leaf. You can search for it, which is amazing. And, you, and, and what happened was the, there was a new CEO that took over like during the, the down. He took over, he cut a lot of costs, and he innovated in that. And now in the whole company, Fujifilm, about more than 90% of the profits all coming on from the cosmetic brand. And also, uh, from they, they develop into pharmaceutical, like supplement and all that stuff. And maybe the, the, the analog, um, the, the, um, the analog ca camera, and also the Polaroid that they developed, only stand less than 1% of the whole, whole profit uh, of the whole revenue that is generated. But that also explained that how, how, because of innovation, they are able to, to uh, sustain in, uh, to today, where Kodak, you have no longer see them. And that is something that uh, I've learned and you have touched on on that. And because like for my family business, we were like Kodak, we were not able to, we're not, we are not able to innovate because from the old machines to the new digital machine, the transition was really tough. We are not able to innovate. Um, that's why it, it just dies off over the years. So that's the family business just sank. So that, that became a lesson for me. And that if you realize what we are doing now is innovation, Facebook live streaming, yeah. having a very good framework, uh, using a, a app itself to stream it onto, onto Facebook. And we are connecting via Zoom. So which is because of all innovation that 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm thankful because I came from a designing background. I, in fact, graduated from fashion designing. And that's where the creative juice came in and stuff like that. So that, that, is, that is a very good part of uh, about innovation and legacy. And sorry? Can I say one more thing? No so problem. for moms, as mompreneurs, it's important to include innovation. I remember when I had an issue with daycare. Mm. And I owned my own business. Um, I actually, at this point, my business had grown. So it was an insurance business, the same mm. one that I started. But I grew it so much that I ended up moving out of my house. And I actually had an office. We had over 50 employees. And wow. so we had a pretty big office. And it was downtown uh, in one of the smaller cities, not in the metropolitan cities, but mm. downtown in one of yeah. the house, outlying cities. And so... I came across an issue where I had issues with daycare. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do? You know, you well, <laughs> you have to start to innovate. So I just brought my kids to work and put them on a blanket on the floor. I had another mm. room and my employees and I, I mean, my kids were with me. And mm. so they learned how to answer the phone professionally. <laughs> they learned how to say, common sense insurance and investments, how can I help you? Wow. You know, they learned how to, and, and, and so it's part of their education. It reminded me, um, as I look back on it, I don't know if you guys had Little House in the Prairie, I might be giving away my age, <laughs> but during those days back in like Little House in the yep. Prairie day, if anybody can remember that, you know, a family owned a general store. Well, the, the family owned the general store right? Mm. So the daughter may do stocking. Um, mm. The son may be sweeping the floor or somebody is a cashier. The mom is the cashier. The dad may be the buyer. Like mm. it's a family business. Yes. And so as you start to innovate and grow, you know, you can include the whole family if, mm. if it's possible, because that's part of their education. It's part of their learning experience. It happened to me when I was a child. It's how I got the whole entrepreneurial yes. blood, so mm. to speak. Um, my grandparents, they owned their own businesses. They owned an ice cream store. We used to make the ice cream cones mm. and hand them out and get the money. And so we were like <laughs> cashiers. And I mean, we were little kids. We, My grandmother used to sell candy out of the house. And so wow. all the neighborhood kids would come and buy candy out of, out of the house. And we used to sell snow cones on the, on the like how you do lemonade stands. Mm. You know, those things are important for children. So as moms, you know, use that to your advantage. You can mm -hmm. use that. It's part of their learning experience. They're never going to learn how to be an entrepreneur in school. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you're right. And and now it, it kind, of, kind of like uh, just make me realize that why, why you have that entrepreneurial blood in you because it came from your grandparents. Yeah, and this this is something that I always share, like um, that that parents you need to to consider entrepreneurship because this will help your children's children's future. Because especially from now onwards, like you were saying that uh, innovations and technology, internet, everything is moving fast, and I I would say that most people are not realizing that um, jobs are not secured now. It's not that they do not want to keep the job. It's just that a company will not be able to survive. Like if we, we, we see a lot of companies closing down, shutting down because um, maybe like, like in Singapore, our expenses, 
our, our rental are all very high. A lot of companies, they are not able to sustain here because of the expenses, overheads, that they need to relocate to maybe like Malaysia where the, the expenses are lower, the rental are lower, the labels are lower, are cheaper. So that's why they relocate. And what happened to the local people that are working in that company? They get retrenched and they are laid off and they will not be able to find another job as soon as possible because there's only so many jobs that's out there and a lot of jobs are being cut. So what is the next thing for you? You may tell me that you have this job, but my next question is how old is your kid now? Like my daughter, she's nine. So what if I'm in the job? Would my jobs allow me to be there for the next 20 years? If I want to, I can. But the problem is, can that company sustain for that long? We already see a lot of companies with hundred with decades long of history, they can go bust. And if you realize in the past 10 years or past 15 years, a lot of companies that we know now that are big, like Uber, Facebook, Alibaba, a lot of them, they just come out from nowhere because of internet and technology. And, and there will Yes, innovation. And there will be more and more coming up. So, and you, if you realize that a lot of things are shifting, the traditional business is not moving. And they, in fact, they are dying in sunset thing. But the new one are coming up. There are even more and more uh, innovations coming up. Like now we know about voice. We know about artificial intelligence. We know about automation. A lot of things is coming up. But whatever we study, is it enough for us to move forward? That's why when you talk about innovation, it's not just for business. I feel for even for personal development, like for us to grow, we need innovation. Innovation by learning and learning and learning. Like even for you, I believe that you, you're constantly learning, although you're a granny, but you're constantly innovating, learning and, and doing things. And even coming on, on to Zoom, which is, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so that also brings us to, like for your case, how to build a legacy using leadership and innovation, especially as a mom. Because um, like for mom, how, how do you see that mom can, can combine all these things together? Because it's not just for them, it, it can be for other mothers, right? So, so one of the things that we didn't talk about a whole lot is leadership. Mm. Um, and that's part of your question, right? Leadership. Yep. So my definition of leadership may be just a little bit different. Um, and it comes from being a mother of so many children. <laughs> I've lost count of how many children you have. Six. I have six children. Yeah. So, you, you know, you start to learn. I mean, as a young person having children, because I was very, very young, you, you know, I grew up watching the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family and, you know, those uh, family shows. And so you start to think of, of your family being perfect. Mm. And so you, you expect that you're going to have these, you know, you, I remember when I had my first son, I looked at him and thought, Oh my God, he's perfect. He's just beautiful. <laughs> right. Yes. And then I had my daughter and I'm like, Oh my God, she's beautiful. She's perfect. I mean, we named her princess. <laughs> Is it? Wow. Yeah. And then I had another son and you know, and it's funny when I was pregnant with my third son, I thought, Oh my gosh, I have one who's like this and one who's like that how's the other one going to be? And I, mm. I can tell you almost every mother who has more than one or two children, they mm. probably say they've experienced the same thing. And so one of the things that you learn though, is you're not perfect and yeah. neither are your children. And so your expectations are one way, 
but who they are is who they are. Mm. And and whoever they're going to be, you have a, a hand in shaping that, but they still are going to be who they are. And so it helped me to, def it, my definition of leadership has changed because when you're leading people, hmm. you know, you can't crack the whip and, and, and impose your expectations yep. on others. A leader, what they do is they take a real honest look yeah. at the group of people that they're leading, whether it's in business, whether it's mm. at home, whether it's, you know, whatever you're doing, a good leader takes a look, assesses the group, the team, mm. yeah. right? And you start to recognize people's limitations, but also you start to recognize what they're good at, what yes, their values are. They're strong. Yes, their strengths. And so a good leader will start to maneuver the group so that those who have these strengths will work on these items and mm. those who have these strengths will work on these items. And you start to accept people and and you really you and I, I don't want to say you love on them because that's <laughs> kind of corny. You, you kind of do, you know, you you encourage them to grow and to continue to build on their strengths yeah. and whatever their limitations are, it's their limitations, you know, try to minimize them as much as possible, but use your strengths to grow the team. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect yeah. and nobody's ever going to be perfect. Yes. So for leaders to constantly focus on, well, let's try to get rid of your weaknesses. Let's try mm -hmm. to get rid of your weaknesses. You're going to fail as a leader. Yeah. Because there's no such thing, you know, you can't just get rid of weaknesses because, I mean, as a leader, you got weaknesses too. You can't even get rid of your own, let alone somebody else's. <laughs> I, like, I like I like that part. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I learned that from being a mother. Um, mm. I, I mean, I love my kids to death, right? Which every all mothers do. Yeah. Most yeah. Mothers, you know. But you know that they have another side, which is something yeah. that drives you crazy. But you love them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You take that concept and you put that in business, business yep. and, and you can win. You can keep, you can continue to win. You just focus on the positive. You, If you're seeing the good in people, the way you see the good in your own children, yeah. you will always win as a leader, yes. you know, and, and get in the trenches and be willing to do the work. So for example, my kids at a certain age, I didn't have to clean the kitchen anymore. But at the beginning, I was cleaning the kitchen. They were cleaning the kitchen. We had the mm. whole group, the whole, I, all, it was four at the time when they were, <laughs> I had four and then two more later. But so those first four kids, we'd all be in the kitchen. If we were, one kid would wash the dishes. One kid would rinse the dishes. I would yeah. dry the dishes, hand them to another kid. They put the dishes away, you know. <laughs> Teamwork, you sound like right? you sound like, like it's, it's already automated. You have a system that is coming. It's like sound like a machine that that, that is like um going in, in sequence. So you already have all that plan out, like the household, the the cleaning and all that stuff. Yeah, because I told my kids, you know, that everything that we do in the house, we do it together. We're yeah. all in it together, and so teamwork is really key in leadership. All right. You know, you have to like I was saying, figure out who can do what the best and you mm. foster that whole team spirit. You know, you give to the team and if every single person is giving to the team, then it helps to minimize any deficits that the team has. Mm. Remember I talked about that synergy? 
All right. It becomes synergistic. You just continue to start to grow, to think of, you start to innovate because now, you know, everybody's working positively. Mm. So positivity reinforces innovation. And so you need a leader to step out. And it's yeah. funny, the leader doesn't necessarily have to be the manager. The leader yes. doesn't necessarily have to be the CEO, the founder. Yep. You can be a leader in whatever position you're in. I mean, I, I learned that when I worked, in, when I actually worked a job, every job that I've ever worked, I'm still a leader because it's just who I am. Yeah. I, I don't need a title. I, I don't even care about a title. It's just, it's in me. And so I just do that because it's who I am. And it's because wherever I am, I want success for, if it's my own company, I want success for that company. Mm -hmm. If I'm working with another company, I want success for that company. If I have a job, I want success for the company that I'm employed with. So, you know, you have to, even if you're just the dishwasher, you have to be a leader. Yep. Right? It's the just- great dishwasher. That's right. Be the best. You know, if, even if you start at the bottom floor, just continue to ha exhibit those leadership qualities mm -hmm. because you don't know where it's going to take you. At the end of the day, you have to be able to go to sleep at mm -hmm. the end of the night and be satisfied with what you're doing and who you are in life. In fact, you, you touched on the leadership, which is uh, let me set me thinking that in fact, leadership is to be really good at what you are, mm -hmm. what you are doing. To really good, be good at it, being the master ma master of it, and also it, it just it just um just how should I like kind of inspire me that leadership is very much needed in motherhood because um if you use leadership in you know, like you, you for you you have six kids and because you have the leadership qualities you have the leadership skills that you build up over the years and that's why even you have ten kids you'll be able to to lead them because you have a system. You are a leader. You are leading them. That's why uh, I also feel that, like a, a lot of times, um, for us, especially when you are in in the in the corporate world, when you are in the employee, um, level, you are not have you are not having that leadership qualities. Not even even being shared on that, which I I find that is something that we we um that we could work on and we could provide for mothers especially on the leadership because if they can use leadership in business or even in parenting that will really works so that they have control they have that it means that it's like a, a general having all the soldiers with them the soldiers are their children yeah the general they know how to control they know how to lead them they know how to bring the best out of it which is which is what a parent is doing in fact what a general is doing is what a parent should be doing it means to have all the qualities on that and uh, rather than being a helicopter parent it means you just fly to the res rescue and stuff like that it seems that you are the soldier they are the general so which which is this is what i see that nowadays parents are, are having that uh and and I, and i guess it's about embracing like you talk talk about the the strength and also embrace who they are exactly. Like a lot of, I, I believe that you may have friends who say, oh, my, my daughter, she's, she's not good at this, not good at that, good, not good at this and that. So what she's good at? Yeah. So you should focus on the strength rather than focus on the weaknesses. And it doesn't make you good as a mom. It doesn't make her good as a, as a daughter. So why, why focus on that? Why not focus on the strength? And I guess it, it's because of a lot of, um, I would say like the media and, and also the people around you and, and you, you touch on a very strong part which is the in the beginning. You talk about the people that we mix with, 
like in mastermind when people start getting ideas bouncing off ideas together because they are headed to that to that um greater heights they are they are improving growing every day and that is very important and also for for even for mompreneurs i realize that a lot of them they, they like to they, they, they tends to fall into this like they want to do everything every, they, and and they are they feel that they are the only one that can do everything perfect but as you mentioned no but no one is perfect especially for you you have started a, a lot of businesses you realize that you need a team you need to lead you need to be a great leader to lead them if the company doesn't go if you can't manage the company everything is on yourself it means that you're not a good leader and being not uh, knowing not knowing that you're not a good leader there's room for you to improve right and for you to grow as a leader to learn the skills or even uh, develop yourself invest in yourself in that so what what would your advice for those mothers um who say oh kenneth um how can i be a leader i'm not trained and all that what what would be your take or what would be your advice for them if they you come well, if, across they're a mom, if they're a mom they're already a leader so i would just say step into your shoes because mm. it's who you already are i mean it's once you have children it becomes that's just who you are so part of being a leader is being confident mm. and you have to figure out what your own strengths are so if you cannot see the strengths in yourself you won't be able to see the strengths in others mm. so it really requires a little bit of um self evaluation mm. you know you have to know what your strengths are you have to know what your weaknesses are and so that you can build a team of people mm. who can who can whatever your weaknesses are then they have that as the strength Yeah. You know, I remember I owned a mortgage company and um it was it was a lot of work. And um I you know, I didn't realize that I needed to hire people who were better than me. Mm. Um at first. It it I didn't realize yeah. that. It never even occurred to me. I just thought okay, I need this job done, so I just need somebody who can do this. And um during that process, I actually hired a girl who a woman Mm. who um she was um there were some aspects where she was smarter than I was um she was on it so mm. i would say man we need something like this we need mm. this form to we need something like this mm. and a few minutes later she would go and do it i didn't even know she was doing <laughs> it i didn't even realize that i was saying it out loud she would go do it she would bring it back it was better than i even imagined Yeah. And and she just was just on it. And so it taught me, you know, I need to surround myself with more people mm. like her who yeah. can do something better than I can, who can take what I'm thinking and mm. who can create it, who can innovate, right? Yeah. And and she, you know, she did it better than me. I I remember I trained a a processor um in the mortgage company and um she um was just a young girl. and she didn't know anything about the mortgage business and so mm. i trained her and taught her i sat down with her day to day we did the work together and we um she became a really good processor well years later uh i saw her at a mall i didn't recognize her she didn't look the same she was much older mm. and she and so this lady comes up to me and she goes josevi is that you josevi <laughs> And I'm looking at her like, yeah, it's me and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, who are you?" <laughs> and and so she goes, "It's me. It's me." And she told me her name. And I was like, "What?" 
And she goes, yeah, she said, you know, I think of you so much because you're the person who trained me. So she ended up becoming a head underwriter at Wells Fargo Bank, wow. which mm-hmm. I don't have that knowledge, right? I, I wouldn't be able to be hired as a head. Under- I mean, I probably could if I wanted to, but I don't <laughs> want to do that. But, you know, I didn't, I don't have that knowledge. You know, I wouldn't be able to step into those shoes. But you know, what's interesting is she, she credited me for that, but she went way beyond where I am. Mm. It was just the spark. It was just the start because she was smart and she was able to catch on. You know, there were times in the business that she, you know, I didn't always have the answers. I taught her, but Mm. she would have the answers because she kept growing and going to the next level. And so as leaders, it's our jobs to find that in other people, but we have to first Mm. find it in ourselves. Mm. And so to be a leader, you just have to step into those shoes. And and probably one of the the biggest things about leadership, um, my favorite word that it should go hand in hand with leadership is integrity. Mm. If a leader does not have integrity, People can see it, they can feel it. Yep. And if you don't have integrity, they will not they will not trust you. Yeah, they will not follow you too. Nope. Yeah. So just work on that. You know, get to know who you are, get to know what your strengths are. Mm. Fill in your weaknesses with other people who have those strengths, whatever yes. your weaknesses are, and lead with integrity. Don't be afraid to get your feet wet. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Mm. You know, work hand in hand until you can build up the team and you can all grow together. That's really how you can step into leadership. Wow. That, that, that is a very good advice, especially for the mompreneurs who are now building a business. And also, I believe that they will come to a, a point that, hey, I'm doing everything by myself. What would I need? And what they need is like what you mentioned, to find someone that can complement the things that they, they are not good at or they are weak at. And um, to find that, that leadership team, which is recently I, I've realized and and discovered and um time really flies and uh, we're almost coming to the end of the show Josevi and maybe you can share with uh, the audience out there how can they connect with you uh, to maybe to find out more and also even to find out about your upcoming book so my website is www.josevi.com and my name is spelled I don't know if they can see it on the bottom of the screen yeah, yeah. In, in the screen I have included the uh, Josevi okay, it's not so it's- in the description Okay, so it's www.josev, like violin, ie.com, josevi.com. And you can listen to my radio station there. You can see information about my book. Um, There's going to be a page connected to my coaching page um, so that if you're interested in just getting a little bit of coaching, um, you can do it. You don't have to have a whole $5,000 coaching program. You can call a one eight three three number, and it is only three ninety nine per minute. The first three minutes are free right now, so that you can just get in there and get your questions answered. Wow, so. that's good. Thanks, thanks, Josevi, uh, for sharing. So, uh, last but not least, before we wrap up, uh, as I mentioned, there's a tradition which every guest get to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So, Josevi, are you ready with your question of the day? Yes. Okay, give it to us. Okay, so my question is, as a leader, mm. as a mompreneur, as a leader, what are you doing to foster innovation in your company? What are you doing to foster, to foster or encourage okay. innovation, innovation okay. in your business? 
installation in your business. Wow, that is a big one. And um, <laughs> like for me, I'm like thinking, what innovation? Okay, which which is a very good question. Uh, question of the day. And um, just to repeat, the question of the day posted by Josevi is: As a leader or mompreneur, what are you doing to foster or encourage innovation in your business? So uh, this question goes out to the audience and going out to the next guest. So next guest, get ready. If not, uh, you, I will share it with you um, in the beginning of the show. And last but not least, any last advice for the mothers who are uh, uh, sitting on the fence thinking whether should they pursue their passion or should they step into entrepreneurship? What's your last advice for them, Josephine? Whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. <laughs> if, you know, just do it. Yes. I mean, I know Nike kind of coined the phrase. <laughs> No, it's a joke in my family. They go, oh, Josevi just wakes up in the morning and now she's doing this. And oh, mm. she wake now she's a flight attendant. Now she's a this, you know, they just, that's a joke in our family. But guess what? It makes life so much more worth living when you can be who you really are and yeah. do what you need to do. Wow, that, that is a very good advice. And um, thanks, thanks Josevi for making time and also for this marvelous, uh, marvelous session. That, uh, that I have with you. I got a lot of golden nuggets and a lot of things from you, especially on uh, legacy, leadership, and innovation, especially on, uh, on leadership, which is very, very important for the, uh, for the mothers out there. So for the mothers who are watching and listening, um, um, this is, this is Josevi. Uh, she has shared a lot about how to build a legacy using leadership and innovation as a mom. So uh, do share it around with your friends and um, those who need this. And uh, last but not least, thanks Josevi for today making time. Um, it has been long, long, um, great morning. I just starting for you, so I wish you all, uh, all the best for the remaining of the days. That uh, that uh, you have a great smooth um, um day ahead. And also, um, Kenneth here signing off with Josevi. Thanks everyone for listening and watching, and thanks, uh, thanks everyone for coming on. Okay, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, thanks. Bye, Josevi. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much. See you in the next episode.